Fun Factory.com has partnered with Locker Room Talk and Shots. So when you use my special code, SELS20, you get 20% off your Fun Factory purchase. Just head to us.funfactory.com and use my code, SELS20, at checkout for 20% off sex toys, lube, massage oils, and more. Cheers. <laughs> Do the sex. Hi, this is Annette Benedetti, your hostess for Locker Room Talk and Shots, the podcast that likes to think of itself as the queer NPR of raunchy women's sex talk. You are about to sit in on the kind of conversations women have on their girls' nights out or behind closed doors while enjoying delicious drinks and dishing about sex. Think fun, honest, and feminist as fuck, and always with the goal of fighting the patriarchy one orgasm at a time. Welcome to the locker room. <laughs> Ring loop. Today's locker room talk topic is bend me over your knee and call me baby girl. Let's talk about spanking. And my guest today is my bestie, Deanna, a.k.a. Ruby, queen of getting spanked. Mace giving some spanking. Um, I'm excited about this topic. And listen, folks, I have not at this point somehow magically across two years that I've been doing this really gone in depth with my spanking kink, probably because it's been developing over the two years. Uh, Deanna, on the other hand, I think has spoken a little, well, quite a bit more, a lot, a lot more openly about uh, all of her experience with spanking and stuff like that. So I was, I thought she would be the perfect guest. Now, here's the deal. We're going to talk about a lot today and it's going to be a hot, fast, exciting conversation. But for those of you who really want to go down the spanking hole, well, maybe that's not... (laughs) down the rabbit hole of spanking and experience uh, that I personally have had and am having and uh, Deanna as well, please check into Triple X, Locker Room Talking Shots Triple X. It is a $5 a month uh, subscription podcast episode that comes out one day after our primary podcast, uh, so on Thursdays. And Triple X gives me the opportunity to mm, share a little bit more personally. I know you're saying to yourself, how could you possibly share more? And out? Well, <laughs> well, subscribe and find out. So make sure to check into that. It will come out one day after this one does, and you're going to want to hear what we have to say in triple X. Deanna, real quick, I want you to rattle off the episodes in the last two, uh, you know, your, your top couple that you've been in. Oh my gosh. Uh, Oh, you know, I really liked the kink on a budget. That was a fun one. Yeah. Um, I like the myths about uh, bisexual women. That was a good one. 
Um, you know, I always go back to water sports. That was a good, that's one of my favorite, the water that's sports. That's an oldie, but goodie. Guys, uh-huh. go check them out. Deanna also has a business that you might want to take some time to check out, right? Uh, can you I do. just let them know real quickly about that? Yeah. So that's Get Witchy With It. You can find it at gotwitchywithit.com. I am also on Facebook, Get Witchy With It. You can find the Facebook page there. Uh, you can find candles, uh, charm bags, spell bottles, bath salts, body mist, some fun witchy themed um, apparel and gift mm-hmm. items, mm-hmm. Uh, as well as a personal blog. And um, for those of you that are local to the Portland metro area, I also offer um, I am ordained, and so I do offer those services. I serve all colors of the rainbow. So um, that's another thing that I will be adding on my website as well. Uh, but today, Deanna and I are going to be talking about spanking because Deanna, as well as uh, all this fun stuff, is well-versed in the world of kinky spanking. My cocktail today is the spanking cocktail. It's just called spanking. It's a cocktail called spanking, and it seems appropriate. So... Yeah, ready to raise your yeah. glass, Deanna? Raise, Let's raise, raise, <laughs> raise in our glasses. Let's get ready to talk about getting spanked. Cheers. Okay, let's just jump into Cheers. it. You have, I think, more of a history of spanking than I do. I really realized it was something I was, that the idea turned me on. Um, I don't know how many years ago. I want to say this has been... Over the last three or four years, maybe five, COVID confuses me of like realizing, oh, this concept turns me on. And my exploration started with, of course, kind of how most of them have, which is going down the rabbit hole of porn that offers spanking content. (laughs) And I just kind of dove into it and um, I spent... I don't even know how much time exploring the spanking porn and yeah, masturbating to it and edging to it and like, oh, what turns me on and what doesn't because spanking is a big fucking topic. It's not like with any other fetish or kink um, or BDSM activity uh, when it comes to the kink world. It's not just one thing. It's not like you, you know, there's just you go and you get spanked and you get off on it. It is an art form. And there are people who like to be spanked in all different ways. Can you speak to that a little bit? Let me, let me hear your thoughts, Deanna. Um, Well, one thing I think when it comes to spanking is those that haven't really dove into it, you just think that it's, you know, just that spanking hand on butt. Mm -hmm. Um. And when I really started taking that deep dive and exploring the community, I heard this talk of impact play. I'm like, what's impact play? It's spanking. Right. <laughs> um, but rather than spanking, it's impact play because there's so many different tools used, um, so many different things and ways to be spanked. Uh, I mean, anything from a riding crop, bare hand, paddle, bamboo, uh, bamboo. Yeah. Um, 
I call it licorice rope. Um, it's like a vinyl. It reminds me of a licorice rope. Um, floggers. Yep, floggers. Um, even kitchen utensils. I a Russian a Russian dominatrix coolers. Lucy has. Yes. Go go back to that uh, kink on a budget introduced a lot of kitchen tools that uh, she likes to use on her partner. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's very many different tools. And the thing about spanking is when we're talking about it on the kink side, it's not like a punishment. And it really, it has so much more depth than just someone swatting your ass. Like there's a relationship when you have some, when you are the submissive to someone who is spanking you, it may not even be a romantic relationship that you have with this person. Um, And that's the thing with a lot of kinks is it's not all about um, romantic and sexual relationships. Um, it's really more about a trusting relationship. Um, you are in a partnership with that person and you need that person to really be someone who a kind of knows what they're doing, knows about, um, physical cues, um, audio cues from the person being spanked. So they know if, you know, it's too hard Consent, Um, consent. Right. Consent's important because the, it's like I said, the purpose is not really to hurt someone. Yeah. Um, I was going to, I was going to say the purpose isn't pain, but I mean, pain is some of the purpose it's, but hurt. The purpose is not to hurt. Mm -hmm. It's not to be hurt by someone or to have, or to hurt someone. Um, Yeah. So can I back us up a little bit? So you've touched on two different parts of the spanking experience that I think are important for people to understand. There is the actual impact of it and the option of tools. Now, why so many different uh, tools? It's because they each deliver a different feeling and the body responds differently to different types of impact. Some of it is exciting. Maybe the feel of a hand and that personal touch is what excites you in that kind of pain at whatever level. And all of us have different pain level tolerances and different pain level experiences unlock different feelings, right? And everyone's like, well, how could pain be pleasurable? Well, think about people who get addicted to things like uh, tattoos or piercings or, I mean, like working out even people, you know, it, you bring your body to like this certain level of, pain that feels pleasurable to you. Um, That's how I like to think of it. But the different tools have different feelings. But really, what I find most interesting about it for me, rather than the pain, is the dynamic, which is what I think you were trying to speak to. It's not so when and and I'll get into this and and definitely on triple X, we're going to talk in depth about this part of it. When I started exploring spanking and looking for partners, like Deanna just said, 
I knew I needed a partner. It's uh, the dynamic is about trust. You are, especially if you're going to be uh, the submissive and allow someone to do something that's considered painful, you are relinquishing trust and, and, and being vulnerable to someone. And I think for most everybody, that is like, we talk about like, uh, what adrenaline sports, man, there is, in my opinion, no adrenaline rush that surpasses that of handing over a level of trust to someone with your body in the, in, in this way where you're playing with pain and pleasure. If it's sexual, you're adding to that some level of nudity, some level of like possibly uh, clitoral play, uh, penetration, sex, sex included. Like it's like you choose a person, you do your research or maybe you have a partner and, and you're lucky. It's already somebody that you know and trust and have in your life um, and you trust fall, right? You go through the process of vetting them. You come to agreements. You talk about consent. You come up with your, I mean, 50 shades was accurate. You have your safe words. Some people even do draw up contracts. I went through that process in my own experience because I was like, I really want to find somebody. Um, but Deanna, you also said sometimes it's not sex. And and I want to express in my own um exploration. And this may be true for you too. So we'll want to explain this to listeners who are curious and don't know. I vetted people that I wasn't interested in romantically at all, but who um, I was like, oh, it would be fun to have someone maybe once a week who I can get together with and have this experience with and then I go home and, you know, it's like, hey, high five. I'll see you next week. You, you don't really high five, but <laughs> you might. I mean, maybe they high five your ass on the way out the door. I don't know. Uh, but that, that it wasn't about sex. It wasn't about romance, even like their dick, because I only at this point in time in my life uh, vetted men. That's the dynamic I was looking for at the time. Uh, their dick wasn't going to be in me. Like that was not what I wanted uh, from these people. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because people might be like, what? You want to like be spanked by someone you're not like, even sometimes attracted to, not even like, you know, it wasn't even about, are you handsome? It was like, do you have that Dom vibe? Do you have that daddy vibe? Whatever it is that you're looking for. Uh, to get me to think I should turn over your knee and we'll get to so that. So I can safely say that the majority of people who have spanked to me, I have had no sexual attraction to. Explain that. So for me, so I mean, everyone's different, but for me, one thing that spanking really does is it is a release. So of, um, of what? So I, and this sounds so strange. And every time I talk about it, it sounds so strange. But I have a lot of trauma. And it, it just really release. It's just a release where I can just let everything out. And one thing I, so when I get spanked, my response isn't like, oh, 
I laugh. The harder I laugh, the the better you're doing spanking me. Hmm. I don't know why. Maybe I'm a little crazy because I've been told it's a crazy laugh. But <laughs> it just is so releasing because I've let go of all control. I am letting someone have full control. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I usually just shut my eyes and just experience it. Mm-hmm. And when you're hit, our endorphins and our adrenaline start going. And so for me, it is more about the release and letting go than it is about sex. There's a high that comes out of it for sure. And you know, for you, I think it, it sounds like it's a trauma uh, release for you. It like allows you to kind of like just l- release those feelings in a way and it comes out with nervous laughter for you. And for me, what I think I find most exciting is the actual power dynamic, like finding a person who knows how to talk to me in a way because I have, I know this is going to surprise you all, but I've got a really strong personality. And no, <laughs> even in person, like I, I think I come off, I, I have like a, a dominant, strong personality. And I'm not just looking to let go of that, you know, you always hear everyone's like, oh, people in positions of power like to just let go and give over control. I don't think that's even necessarily what I'm looking for. What I really like um, is that dynamic of, for me personally, and not everybody does it this way, is the, you know, somebody who makes me want to hand power over to them, to be nurtured by them. Because for me, like the spanking also comes with the nurturing that goes with it, right? It's this Mm -hmm. dynamic of uh, pleasing someone, um, being punished and then rewarded. Does that make sense? It does. And I mean, I'm, I'm a very independent, I don't need anybody person as well. It allows me to be vulnerable in a safe place because when I really dove into this was when I was going through some intense therapy. And so it was like I had my daytime therapy with my therapist and then I would go to the sex club at night and then I would have my nighttime therapy. And I think that's why I did so well in my daytime therapy was because of <laughs> the nighttime therapy. Can I ask you, though, I think I just shared a little bit about the dynamic I like to go into. And, and I think we can speak more to the dynamic of dynamics that are out there, spanking dynamics. What was the dynamic you liked? Mine, I like a very much like um, punishment reward dynamic. I like something that offers this like secure attachment where I'm like praised and praised and punished, punished and rewarded. I like that dynamic. What kind of dynamic do you enjoy? Um, my dynamic is just shut the fuck up and do your job. Yeah. I like just lay there. I and I I don't need to exchange any words. And that's oh, wait. why I find someone who is because I prefer someone I don't really 
like know mm-hmm. or see that often. You're mm-hmm. there literally not for the dynamic, but for the physical for experience. The experience. So this is a this is a great illustration for listeners. I my hot spot is the dynamic and having that play out. Whereas Deanna is just there for the actual the impact. impact. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's why it's really important that I choose someone who is very well versed in impact play. So and they can read people. And I mean, I often have them, you know, stop and ask, which is good. You know, are you okay? I mean, and I just, I will not, I won't even say anything. I would just nod or I'll tell them when I, when you don't hear me laughing hysterically, like the Joker from Batman, that's when maybe you need to pause. (laughs) They're like, okay. So do you go into the whole BDSM aspect of like having a name you call them, whether it's, I don't know, some people like uh, sir, some people like master, I don't know. They're all, do you get into that or are you just like, no, you just want to go. No, I mean, there's only one time I did do that. And maybe that will be, I mean, I think I've shared that story before, but maybe I'll touch base more on it. Um, but no, I, I don't do the whole daddy, sir, master. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want you to spank me. Hit me with what you got. Do you have a preferred uh, spanking object so i really love the bamboo caning you did say that yes um oh just thinking about it um that was pro- that's probably my favorite um i do like like a ping pong paddle that's 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 a good one <laughs> Now that is one that's never been mentioned on this podcast before. I had never like ping pong paddle. I mean, whatever. That's you might have one I mean, in the there's, house. There's paddles shaped like ping, and they yeah. do. They look just like a ping pong paddle. I'm like, it's probably cheaper to go get a ping pong paddle, right? But um, and actually, the last time I was spanked by someone I didn't know, a stranger, it was very disappointing. Their paddle was shaped like a ping pong paddle, and I was not happy with that one. Why? But. What? What makes for a disappointing spanking for you? We'll be right back. My code SELS20 is your key to kicking off the sexiest new year ever had when you use it at funfactory.com. Enjoy 20% off Fun Factory's luxury products, including vibrators, cock rings, lube, and more when you use my code SELS20. Check out the Vim vibrating wand. Yes, the one featured on this podcast thumbnail. Grab the nose vibrating cock ring and experience more simultaneous orgasms in 2024. And don't forget to check out their rabbit style vibes. I'm talking about the lady by for toe curling blended O's all year long. Just fill your cart and use code SELS20 at checkout and enjoy 20% off when you shop funfactory.com. Cheers. Um, confidence. I guess, I guess the stature of the person and like, not as in stature as in physical stature, but like, do they have that, that 
I am here to just you know, like I'm here to do this to you. Like I they run the control. show. They run the show. Right. They like own it. They so listen, they can be they... three foot tall and have that, or mm-hmm. they can be six foot tall and have that. Um, and that's really important. Just the the energy they have. I really I those some people may not know this about me, but I really feed off of energy of people's mm-hmm. energy. I'm very much like an energy sucker, and I just love the energy and if the energy is not there then I'm like uh go away and that was this case like the guy was like he's a poser I don't know but um yeah I mean so I would say in my own like exploration I was surprised at how many men I encountered who acted like they were like dom of the year and knew everything they were doing and then we'd meet up and I was like do you do you maybe you need to bend over and I'll spank you because I think I got this. I was shocked at how many times I ran into that and felt disappointed and found it very hard to find a the kind of partner that I wanted and needed. I will say the majority of the bro types out there that try to really play like yeah i am a, i'm a dom i'm gonna i'm gonna chain you up and have that talk and then when it comes to the time you're like but then you have uh you know like your it people and you know the ones you least expect it those are the ones that have that big dick energy and that you're like you can spank me anytime you want Right. So I love this uh, example of big dick energy. Big dick energy has nothing to do with an actual dick at all. It literally is, for those of you who don't know, uh, it is your vibe and the energy you radiate in any given situation. And it seems to have very little to do with size of the actual dick, because there are plenty of uh, women, uh, women doms that have it, uh, or your physical size, or y- how you look. It is a vibe, and it's a vibe that only some people have, you know. And it has, and it's very different than you know, douchey guy. Like, oh God, go to TikTok and look up all the don't, oh, don't, Lord. don't send them traffic, don't. but all the guys that are like. If you want to be an alpha man, let me tell you, the minute I hear some dude talking about being an alpha, a high value alpha man, I know for for fucking fact that dude has little dick energy. That dude would definitely take my cock up his ass. The people that I have met that have the big dick energy it takes to, to really get someone... To, and and to, to submit in a authentic way. You know, I have found myself in situations where, you know, I was wanting to get spanked or be dominated. And I, I ended up kind of faking submission. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, all mm-hmm. right, whatever. This is like not working, but we're here. Let's get through it. <laughs> I'll, right. I'll act like you have a little bit of control for right now. Um, but I think if you're someone who feels like you need to, uh, advertise your big dick energy or your alpha, then you don't have nope, it. 
nope, when you have something, you don't have to flaunt it, right? Mm-mm. And and it was really hard. And I think also uh, when I am with somebody and I am playing with BDSM, so I'll I'll switch over. I have been in several relationships where I'm actually the one delivering spankings and the the pain dynamic, the punishment dynamic. Um, and how I know what role I'm going to end up in has everything to do with the dynamic that arises with a partner. And I'm a switch, which means like, I like both. Mm-hmm. Shock, shocking. I like to be both dominant and submissive. What? Ah. <laughs> um, and I get off on, on spanking. And one thing I knew from up until that point, being the one that would be more of the spanker, the dominator, the, you know, uh, hypothetically the dick wear, um, was that I didn't even have to be touched I didn't even have to like have a hand in my pants, uh, a cock in me to get satisfaction. Like I c- can get off on, you know, having a person bent over, spanking them, getting them to come repeatedly, all of that stuff. Like that is incredibly satisfying. Let's talk about how we explored uh, spanking. Cause it's not, it's, you know, when you, when you start to get curious about trying new things, especially in the kink world, you kind of are like, where do I start? How do I do it safely? Like, how am I going to find someone to, you know, if you're Mm -hmm. already with a partner and you don't have that dynamic, can you make it happen with that partner? Uh, If you're single, you know, you don't want to be dangerous and just like meet some person and say, hey, will you spank me or hit me with something? Um, (laughs) And, and so that was tricky for me. I didn't have someone mm-hmm. at the time. And so I, um, I kind of went into what is it called? Fet life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I met any, I was like, Oh, this feels sketchy. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I knew how to manage that type of social account. And so I kind of started out, I think, a little recklessly. Like I was on dating apps and then I would put like little code words about kink or something. And uh, of course, I'd get matches and they'd be like, hey, this is what I, you know, what I bring to the table. Um, And one time I even, I matched with somebody and he was, oh, well, I want you to come to my place and and I was like, well, that seems sketchy. And I said to him, the only way I'm coming to your place is if you give me the address and all of your information, and I'm going to give it to my friend. And my friend expects me to check in every 15 minutes, <laughs> you know, make sure, which only worked for so long because then as things went on. Um, but I did go over to his house and and it was actually an interesting experience to go into someone's house, like meet them for the first time. Uh, it was clear that we weren't having sex. Um, it was like a meet and a greet. He, and he was very good about, here's everything that's going to happen. You're going to come over. We're going to sit and we're going to have a, you know, a glass of wine and just talk for a minute and see if everything feels comfortable at that point. I will ask you uh, to go in the bathroom. And at that point, then I would check in. That was a 15-minute point with my friend and um change out of my clothes so that was like a big step like am i gonna be naked in front of this human and uh i think he had then some restraints that 
he's like, you'll bring these out. You're going to go and get me. He was more into like the whole Dom tell you what to do. And I was Uh going to pour him wine and bring it out. We would then go to his dungeon and he would show me all of the equipment. And then at X point, I would check in again with my friend. Um, And so those were the instructions that were very clearly given to me. How did you handle finding somebody? You just went to the sex club and you're like, you're spanking. Can I jump in? Well, first I had a really close friend at the time and he had told me about FetLife and suggested I, you know, explore FetLife because we talked about um, kink and stuff. And so for those of you who don't know, the way I describe FetLife to people is um, it's Facebook for the kink world. Um. You know, you have your page there. There's different groups you can join. There's events that are posted. So it's basically kinky Facebook. Um, And so on there, I really started like exploring stuff because you could like add kinks to your page. And I was like looking through all the kinks. And then I was kind of exploring like different things. And I joined a couple of... um, groups and um got on some discussion boards and then they have um meetups that are called munches um and so I kind of was like I might check that out and then I went to kink night at a sex club and so kink night the sex club is just for those who are interested in exploring or partaking and so I went and I was like I was fascinated because I'd, at that point, I'd only been spanked with like a hand ping pong paddle and just, it never really, it was just like part of like sex. I'm going to spank you as part of foreplay, right? Um, but never like the, the actual structured, the featured like, activity, the featured yes. activity. There's a difference between someone's behind you fucking you and spanks your ass. Smack, and then right. the featured activity of the night is... I'm going to spank you. Mm-hmm. Like totally different. Totally different. And I was amazed. I asked questions. I talked to a couple of the doms. Do you know everybody that you spank? And they're like, well, on kink night, no, because you just get in line. And, and- you get in line. You got in line. Yes. And then you get, oh, interesting. And then everybody just watches yeah. you get spanked. And you're yeah, like, yeah, because so. You- in is the it, kink world, it's called tastings. But how so long is your taste? How long does each spanking last? Um, I mean, it really depends. Usually it's, I don't know, 15 to half an hour or longer. When I got caned for the first time, they were enjoying me so much as a recipient that they just kept going. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's really their discretion. Um, and that's, and that's when I would know, like, I had a really good, so the person that came me, um, they were like my go-to person for that because of that, that they really, they were there for the same thing I was there. They were there for the, the energy and they were there for, for not a sexual reason, but more of, uh, I mean, and don't get me wrong. When I say that it's not sexual, I I would lie if I said I never came while I was being spanked. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, now I have not. When can, I'm going to dive into that. 
So you have come from being spanked. Were they also touching your pussy or just from being spanked? You came. Just from being spanked. Were they spanking your pussy? We'll be right back. Start the new year off with a bang. My code explores 15 gets you 15% off womanizer.com's famous pleasure air tech sex toys. You know, the clit satisfying sucking sensation that guarantees explosive orgasms. Just go to womanizer.com and check out my personal favorite, the Womanizer Duo 2. Get ready for blended orgasms or the premium two. Womanizer.com has something for you, whether you are seeking clitastic satisfaction, blended orgasms, or explosive G-spot experiences. Just shop womanizer.com and use my code EXPLORES15 at checkout for 15% off. That's 15% off all womanizer.com products with my code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers. Um, on one instant, it they did spank my pussy. Mm-hmm. Um, on another, so there's been three times that during impact play, during a session, I have come. Mm-hmm. Um, and one was during a caning. The other was um, with a paddle. And then the other was with a licorice rope that started on my butt. But then it um, then became my pussy Mm -hmm. and i came like there was no tomorrow oh Hmm. my current partner and i have just done so much like the spanking is part of like other things happening but Mm -hmm. I, i guess i'm trying to think of just the spanking session like i definitely want that experience and i'm because it's hard for me because i also think of like uh in the partnership I'm in now, we've done a lot of spanking that's integrated with our sexual experiences. So part of me is like, yeah, I know that I've come while experiencing that pleasure pain dynamic. But in my mind, I guess what I think of when I think of a spanking situation that I haven't just had an orgasm is where it's literally, I've seen I've seen the porn videos. <laughs> They're so sexy where like, some person just has a woman over their knee literally and spanks them and gradually graduates to this orgasmic place where she's just coming. And I, I'm i like, how would that happen? In my mind, I'm like, how does that happen? How do people get there? If their clit, how do women get there? If their clit isn't being hit or... um you know, they're not being like fingered or they don't have a toy in them or. It's, I think it's a buildup. You, it should be a buildup. It should start with a light tap. Gradually, like, like there is, there's a method to, it's just not spanking to, to making it orgasmic. Yes. Yeah. And it, and, and to really doing it right like if if that's strictly what it is it's just a spanking session and nothing else and nothing else there there really needs there should be some build up that mm. you shouldn't start hard right away you need to like build up to that to make sure because even if you can tolerate something on one day on another day your mindset 
is might be in a whole different place mm-hmm. and so you're going to be effective affected differently so that's why it's really important to build up to that yeah you know so I think that's why it it becomes to where it can get you to that point of orgasm because it's a buildup of some type right and you know it is interesting you say that because I think about like how I've experienced like I have uh folks I have a full back tattoo from uh literally my upper shoulders all the way down to like my butt crack is covered in a tattoo that I did over the course of a year and a half with uh, one of the guests who's been on recently, Courtney Kassman of Raving Art Studio. And it was really interesting over that year. I I had always thought I had a pretty high pain tolerance when it came to being tattooed. But about halfway through the year, it was like, I would come in and there were times and I'd sit for hours and hours. Um, and I could see how my mindset, if I came in on a day where I was feeling like any number of ways down, I could not handle the pain. Like there was even one time where I started like, like tears were rolling down my face and I was, and I, and it had nothing to do with the level of pain. It was my mindset. Um, and I've definitely, noticed when it comes to being spanked and stuff like that there are times when i'm like just ready to jump into like a pain dynamic and and that's exciting but largely depending on what my day has been like it's what can move me into that space is like yeah starting slower and then working up to it but for me again it's the dynamic i like the talking i like what's being said i like how i'm being treated around the whole thing um, it's like just this whole unique place that maybe it puts me into a space where I, I can be a version of myself that I don't get to be very often or feel safe enough to be like this very vulnerable, like in a way, helpless version of myself. And it's just so fucking sexy. I like a good, like, spanking with a hand. I have to admit that. There's something about that. Over the knee with a hand. Call me baby girl. <laughs> I'm not. I know there's a whole, uh, and we're not going to get into that now. And hopefully at some point I will find someone that I can get into this with. But I'm not into, like, the whole little girl dynamic uh, with a spanking, even though some of it's kind of set up to seem like that. That is not, uh, uh, you know. I mean, there are things where, you know, the woman will actually like dress like a, you know, mm-hmm. that's not, and, and, and I'm not, sh- I'm not shaming it. I don't understand it's just it. It's not your thing. It's not my thing. I would love to understand it. If there's someone out there who understands it, then please feel free to reach out to me because I want to have that conversation. Like, I want to understand that. So, um, any last notes that you want to share? on spanking for someone out there who is uh, a let's start with people that are like, Oh, I want to get spanked. What is your number one piece of advice for them since you've been there? Um, My one number one piece of advice is to uh, try to find a local kink night somewhere. Um, You know, there's no obligation to partake anything. So you can kind of just be an observer. And as I said, they have tastings. So it goes for everything, whether it's, you know, being spanked or 
being put in stocks. I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's all these different kinks that you have the opportunity to taste or give a try to see if it's your thing. And obviously, when I gave Impact a try, it was very much my thing. It was mm-hmm. the best feeling in the world for me. Right. Um, also, um, you know, on FetLife, one good thing about FetLife is the munches or the meetups. Um, those are safe because they're usually like a happy hour at a bar. So you're in a public place. You meet other people that are into that same kink that you're exploring. So in this case, it'd be spanking. So you can get to know people there and then maybe find someone that um, you vibe with and then it's a good dynamic and kind of get into it that way. Um, But one thing I don't recommend is just going out there and um, blindly letting someone Annette. <laughs> no, but no, it's true. It's there true. has been a lot of bad stories that I have heard that come out of that. I put some things in place for safety measures, but I definitely, that's why I wanted to have you on because I know that the way you went about it is the intelligent way to go about it. Um, I think the way I, I am not recommending my story to anybody. I think that Deanna is absolutely right. And I know that it gets tri- tricky for some of you out there who are super private and you're like, I, I couldn't be seen at a sex club or um, you're worried about things like that. Uh, online felt life is a great way to mm-hmm. kind of start out. Uh, but yeah, highly, there are also Google in your area, uh, BDSM therapists. There are sex positive mm-hmm. communities that allow for discretion. Travel, come to Portland because it is everywhere here. Uh, look at, take a vacation with your partner or by yourself somewhere where they, you can explore. They have kink cruises. They have kink cruises. They have and kink, kink resorts. Resorts. Um, in fact, I will. I'll get a list of them together for uh, you guys and I'll get it that list in the notes of this podcast. Yeah, there are just opportunities that are in safe spaces where you're in, you know, out in the open with a community of people that understand how to be safe about things like this. Um, and there are a lot of people out there that are looking to exploit people who are ex- exploring Right. So don't put mm-hmm. yourself into that vulnerable no. place. Uh, do not. I shared my story. I was lucky. Do not do what I did. Um, and I think that a lot of other people have done. And of course, at this point in my life, I don't um, do that anymore. And I, uh, I am very comfortable. And I mean, I guess a good example of why this podcast is important and why people being able to talk openly about these things is because by being open and talking and not being worried about people finding out keeps people safe. It makes sex Mm -hmm. safer because most people, some people prefer to be a little vanilla, but most people want to try things out sexually right? Sex is a big part of people's life. And when we're shamed into not being able to talk about it and we need to hide and we need to sneak and find someone to try things with, it makes us vulnerable to be taken advantage of. So don't put yourself in that uh, situation. Deanna's um, 
advice is solid. I have nothing to add to it. This was just a quick overview of spanking. This was an introduction of it. This is a much bigger conversation that I am sure that we are going to go back into, hopefully get more guests on to talk about, because there are so many different types of spanking approaches to it. Um, Role playing with it. There's not just the different objects, but uh, yeah, the different dynamics. I mean, there's so much to it. And you when you go into it, you're going to run into a lot of, yeah, that does nothing for me. And ooh, maybe mm-hmm. I want to try that. And I'm still in that phase of discovery, which is exciting and fun. So, and it can be therapeutic. It can be. It can be. And I just want to add the discretion part. One thing that I really loved about the kink community is, um, you know, what kind of, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. When you're in the kink community, I will, to this day, I still will see people that I met through the kink community and I will see them at the grocery store. And it's not like, oh, hey, have you been spanked lately? Like they talk to you like you know them from the PTA. Like they're very, I mean, you know, discretion is a huge thing in the kink community. So if that's something you're worried about, you don't need to worry about that. Because, and, you might, and you might know them from the PTA. Right. You might be surprised, <laughs> and you might be surprised who you see there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I can, I can, I can account for that. Like I've been, you know. People who call themselves conservative are kinky as fuck. Yep. Some of the kinkiest people I've met. Conservative. But that's a whole different thing I don't want to talk about right now. So we are going to continue this conversation. Uh, And you can join us on Triple X. If you want to find Triple X, it's not that hard. Uh, I have the links below uh, to where you can find it. You'll also, if you have, uh, if you're subscribing to this podcast, you're going to see episodes popped up that are locked. You just hit that little icon. You can go and subscribe and join us. Uh, otherwise, join me on my social media. It's Locker Room Talking Shots, Facebook, Instagram, Bing Benedetti, my own personal Instagram, Locker Room Talking Shots podcast on TikTok. I think that covers most everything. Um, So I'll see you in Triple X or until next time, I'll see you in the locker room. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Ring loop. Bring sexy back in 2024 with hot lingerie, sensual body products, and adventurous sex toys from lovehoney.com, all at a 15% discount with code EXPLORES15. Embrace your inner bombshell with their gorgeous brawn panty sets, baby dolls, and corsets. Then explore your desires with their line of toys that range from vanilla is my flavor to tie me up and call me good girl daddy. And don't forget to treat yourself to a massage candle or essential body oil, all for 15% off with code EXPLORES15 when you shop lovehoney.com. That's right, 15% off on lingerie, sex toys, and more when you shop lovehoney.com and use code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers.